welcome to the Board Shorts podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Cook, and I'm here with another easy to digest dose of valuable board and company director related information designed to help you to get on board and thrive in the boardroom. This is episode 32, and today I'm here to tell you not to quit your day job. Naturally, I'm often asked what people can do to help themselves land their first board role. After heavily advocating that they invest in building, nurturing and leveraging their network, I recommend that they be really good at their day job. This is what Cal Newport refers to as being so good they can't ignore you. After all, your expertise is usually the primary reason why you will be attractive to boards, particularly at the beginning of your board career. My transition from very small organisation boards onto the boards of organisations that had day-to-day staff was really predicated on my expertise. At that time, I was doing marketing and PR. It was a transferable skill set that applied in many organisations and industries. Additionally, your skill set provides you with what I like to call low-hanging fruit when considering which boards you may want to initially consider joining at the beginning of your board career places where your current expertise is most valued. It may be a board or an organisation in your industry, or it may be a totally different industry or organisation that has the need for your transferable expertise. So if I left it there, this would be a very short podcast episode. Although that is the message I want to share with you today, There's more to it that I want to share that will be helpful to you as you pursue a board role. If you're a follower of Get On Board Australia, you'll likely have noticed that I talk a lot about articulating what I call your unique value proposition. And if this is the first time you've heard this, I encourage you to check out episode 27 of the podcast and search for unique value proposition on the Get On Board Australia website. That's where you'll find a lot of information there to help you to understand this concept further. I also cover it in my courses, Break Into the Boardroom and Five Steps to Build Your Board Resume, which are available through the Get On Board Australia Academy. So in a nutshell, your unique value proposition is what you use to sell yourself into boards that you're hoping to join. A significant part of your unique value proposition is made up of the expertise that you've developed through your day job. This is what I usually refer to as your professional career. Whatever it is that you do, uh, mostly day-to-day, that you're more than likely paid for. How far you are into your professional career, what it is that you do, the projects you've worked on, the organisation or organisations you've worked for, 
the additional skills that you've developed through leading teams, managing up, reporting to a board, all of that feeds into your unique value proposition to help you to what I like to call prove your unique value proposition or demonstrate is another word to use there. To this end, in this conversation, I want to focus in on the outcomes you have achieved from your professional career. In particular, your achievements that have progressed the business, strategic and or financial goals of the organisation that you work for. This is where I see many aspiring board members fall into the habit of talking about what they do in their day job rather than the outcomes that they have achieved. Kind of like copying and pasting your job description into your resume. It tells me what you do or what you've done, but it doesn't tell me how well you've done it. And that's the critical information that board recruiters want to know about you. Because when you share this, not only does it tell them what your expertise is, it demonstrates why it's valuable and it shows that you actually have that understanding of the business strategic and financial aspects of an organisation. All of that is important to know in a board role. So I feel like we needed to sort of go forwards before we can go backwards. This episode is, after all, about not quitting your day job in order to help your board career. So now that you know why your professional career is vital for your board career, here's what I recommend for you if you're someone who is in a professional career and is an aspiring board member. Number one, understand how your role sits in the overall organization structure or team structure. That really depends on the size of the organization. And you also want to understand how your role contributes to the business strategic and or financial outcomes of the organization itself. Regardless of the type of organization, there's always a business that exists there. Yes, even for -for not-for-profits. In any organization, money needs to be made, costs need to be managed, goals need to be achieved. How and where you fit into all of this is useful information for you to know and understand. You'll need it for the boardroom and I'm certain it will enable your role that you do day to day to become far more meaningful to you. Work with your direct manager to gain this understanding. Number two, keep a record of your key achievements. Start populating a database of your career key achievements, what outcome was achieved and how you did it. For your board career, this information is helpful for your board resume and for board interviews. 
for your professional career, this information is vital for things like your performance reviews and for salary reviews. Also, if you're hoping for a promotion, this information may help you present a very compelling business case to your boss or your boss's boss. Having this information regularly added to your personal database helps you to not have to try and remember what you've achieved when you're scrambling to prepare a board resume for that opportunity you're wanting to pursue. It will also come in handy when preparing for the board interview. You're going to have a ready-made list of stories that you can share to demonstrate your expertise during that interview. This information will help you to share why you are the best candidate for that particular opportunity. And I promise you, the more you talk about and share your key achievements, the more comfortable you will get in talking about yourself in this way, whether it's on paper or whether it's face-to-face. Number three, keep investing in your expertise and in developing yourself. For many professionals, This is rather easy as you kind of have a built-in requirement for undertaking continued professional development in order to maintain your certification or membership. For those of us who don't have this requirement mandated by an external third party, I encourage you to mandate it yourself. Just the act of continued learning is seen as valuable to boards. It shows you can keep your mind open and that you're not prone to getting stuck in your ways. Now, there are three areas that I advocate investing in your learning. Firstly is your expertise, what we refer to as keeping the axe sharp. Your industry is constantly moving Are you moving and growing with it? Secondly is the business and the overall economy. Learning about the macro environment and understanding how it impacts your organization positively and negatively and what opportunities and threats that's throwing up and how you can capitalize on those opportunities and minimize the impact of those threats or negative things. And thirdly is yourself. Personal awareness and self-mastery are worthwhile pursuits of your time, energy and money, regardless of your position, regardless of your profession. I guarantee this will help you in the boardroom and in the workplace. Both of those environments are all about people. Now, Learning doesn't need to cost a lot of money. Of course, there will be circumstances where money will need to be spent. And I trust you to know what and when these are. However, I want to encourage you to use free and low cost learning opportunities. The internet, of course, from reputable information sources, Podcasts, libraries and books are all available to you and contain a wealth of information to help you in whatever area you're wanting to focus on at that particular time. 
Also, spending time in self-reflection and journaling is something that I find hugely valuable, even if it is challenging to do. (laughs) Rather than mindlessly scrolling, think about intentionally using your downtime to grow yourself or your expertise. Or here's an idea, just sit, just be. That is very helpful as well. Consider setting yourself something like an annual learning curriculum or learning plan for you to work towards. This is really what's what's happening in your professional career, your board career or board ambitions, what's coming up there that's indicative of what maybe you want to spend your time and um, whether you're spending some money learning and growing in that space. Think about that, set a a learning plan that you can work towards over a particular course in time. At the end of the day, don't quit your day job, either physically or mentally, when you start pursuing a board career. It can be really easy to fall into the trap of thinking that you need to spend a lot of money doing a course or signing up to a program that's very expensive that you think is the key ingredient that's missing from your from you getting onto a board. I want to encourage you to really consider being great at your day job and doing great things there without becoming too distracted from pursuing a board career. I encourage you to really focus on being so good that they can't ignore you. So to recap, number one, understand how your role fits within the organisation and its purpose. Number two, keep a record of your key achievements. This is far more powerful than a laundry list of the things that you do day to day in your role. And number three, continue to learn and grow. If you haven't already, I invite you to subscribe, rate and review the Board Shorts podcast on your favourite podcast app. And please feel free to share that you're listening and what your takeaways are from this episode on social media using the hashtag Board Shorts podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to talking with you in the next episode. Board Shorts podcast is powered by Get On Board Australia, the destination for aspiring and new board members, helping you to get on board and thrive in the boardroom.